up here just for a minute, musicians. Y'all going to help me pray. For those of you that's visiting, we, we're excited. Justin, you have that slide ready. I just want you to know that we're, we're about to experience one of the greatest miracles and breakthrough. It's good seeing my dear friend, Mallory. God bless you. God bless you. For those of you that are here, 10 years, 11 years ago, plus years, after believing God and praying for a miracle for more than 10 years that God would open the door to bless us with this facility, God worked an amazing miracle. And, and in September of 2007, almost 12 years ago, the Lord enabled us to buy this building for $3.85 million, almost $4 million. God worked a miracle. Many of you know the story. We, in 12 weeks, we were able to uh, come up with a down payment of $450,000. We had saved some, but we needed uh, an additional $350,000 that we had to come up in 12 weeks. And God worked an amazing miracle, and we were able to buy this complex. And over the last 11-plus years, we have been faithful to pay down the debt. And uh, at the beginning of the year, we sensed from the Lord that God wanted us to pay the property off. And we met with our leaders and just wanted to get a witness from the Spirit. And unanimously, they had a peace saying, Pastor, we believe it's the Lord. And as you can see that um, we, we've, we've a, as of since the time we purchased this building, we've paid almost $3.5 million. Come on, give God a shout. Oh, somebody help me. Come on, God is good. Say we almost there. Just put that slide up one more time. Put it. We say we almost there. We we on the we on the last leg. But between now and the end of the year, in six months, we believe that it is going to take us. We need to raise three hundred, the remaining three hundred forty. And so we're asking every member of New Wine to stretch their faith with us, to believe God with us, to to. To say, God, you know, one of the greatest things that we can do is leave a legacy to our children, grandchildren. I'm going to die. You're going to die. Uh, but, I mean, we can, we can leave our, our, the next generation. They can have a, a place to worship God paid for, debt-free. How many of you believe that's the Lord? Come on. And so we, we the reason why we believe the Lord wants us to pay it off is so that we can do more, so we can give more. Many of you know that over the last 24th year, this is our 24th year of ministry. And over the last 24 years, we've, we've sown almost $2 million into world missions in helping care for orphans, widows, feeding the hungry. Every year, we give away thousands and thousands of pounds of food. Uh, we've served the needy. We've helped those who've had addictions to drugs and alcohol to get delivered. And God has blessed us. And how many know he's calling us to do more? Say more. And so we believe that we're, to go, we're going into 2020 with a new vision and a facility that's paid for. But in order for that to happen, we're going to need everybody to do their part. And uh, we, we believe it not only is doable, because we believe that if everybody will at least do, you know, we just, with, just so you can under, if every adult member uh, just gave, at least $1,000 over the next six months. That's $40 a week the building would be paid for. But how I many you know, we realize that God doesn't call us for equal giving but equal sacrifice because we realize that some of you, uh, you can do more. Some of you, you're gonna, it's going to be a stretch for you. But we're asking for everybody to stretch their faith. How many of you read this article this week in the newspaper? A little boy here in Laplace, nine, nine years old. Now, if a nine-year-old could have faith to raise 700, how many of you believe you got faith to, to do what God wants us to do? And so I want to get, every, we are asking for everybody to do their part. We passed out this morning a faith promise card. Let me just give you some instruction. I'm not asking you to do anything. We're not going to take up an offering this morning. What I want you to do is to pray and just say, God, what would you have me to do? What would you have our household? What would, you know, I want you to get your children, your families, and get everyone involved. Just say, Lord, what would you have us to do? What part would you have us to play? 
And I believe that if you will sow a significant seed, the need will be met. And we're believing God. We're asking our children to be involved, our children's church ministry. I'm, I'm, I'm telling our children's director, get them to stretch their faith. You know, uh, whatever, you know, whatever, uh, I believe that if you'll use what God has given you, God will multiply it and he'll cause the need to be met. And so I want you to agree with me this morning that we're going to all stretch our faith as, as a, as a celebration, since we'll be going in our 25th year, in 2020, we're going to plan a church cruise to celebrate. We got a few of you. How many of you Come on, let's. How many of you believe God is a God of celebration? And so we, we're going to try to announce the dates early enough so that you can mark your calendar. Because we're going to, we, as we go into 2020, we're going to have a year of celebrating 25 years of all that God has done. Uh, we'll be calling many of you to help us be a part of that. We're going to be bringing in some special speakers. We're going to be having concerts. We're going to be doing outreaches to the community. How many remember when we did a wild jam and we had over 4,000 people in the parking lot? Some of you remember. Well, we're we, we going we gonna to bless we're going to bless our community, and we're going to bring in, and we're going to have another community outreach. And just, you know, we believe that we've been blessed to be a blessing. How many agree with that? And so we're asking you all to get ready. And so this morning, I just want to encourage you to stretch your faith and just begin to pray. Because I believe if you'll just pray, how I many know God will do the rest? Is that all right? See, that, 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 see we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't believe in, in putting people under pressure. We just believe in you, you talking to God and God telling you what to do. Is that all right? I said, is that all right? Amen. I'm in the right place. And I believe if you'll pray, God will speak and the building will be prayed for. So let's give God a shout paid for. Come on. Let's give him a shout. Amen. Now stretch your hands toward me. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we thank you for the word of God this morning. We thank you that as we open up your word, that you'll speak to us as your people. God, I pray that even now you're already speaking to the life of every man, woman, every boy and girl. Lord, you know those who are here today. You know the needs in their life. You know those who need to get saved. You know those who've been backslid. You know those who've been away from the church and need to come back, Lord God. God, whatever the need is, God, you know those who are hurting and they just need a healing today. Father, there's people that come, whatever the need, because you are a God of miracles. You said you're the God of all flesh and there's nothing too hard for you. God, today, as I open my mouth, speak through me, speak through these lips of clay. And God, we promise to give you all the glory and all the praise and all God's people say, amen. Come on, let's thank God for it. Amen. Well, I want, I, this morning, I want to tie this message, God's supernatural supply. If you missed last week, I encourage you to go listen to the tape. You can go on YouTube. You can Listen to it on Facebook, but I talked about uh, um, last Sunday, I talked about uh, supernatural death cancellation, how God can take what you have if you'll use it and, and trust him. He can bring death cancellation. I shared with you how he's worked a miracle in our lives, and I just want you to know he wants to do it in your life. If you, if you use what you got and say, God, bl you bless it, he'll do it. Amen. That's all God needs is our fishes and loaves, and he can bless the rest. I'm reading 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 18, verses 8 through 16. The Bible says, And then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath and to Sidon and stay there, for I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. Doesn't God have a sense of humor? You know, <laughs> if you was in need, I, I I don't know, but in, in the Bible days, you know, widows had very little. They, they, they were, you know, they, they were at the bottom of the totem pole. And if you were in a, a, a major need, you, you wouldn't go to a widow. But how many know God will often use the least likely people to meet your need? Can I have an amen? God will often use people we least think of to perform a miracle and to work a miracle. And so we see here that here was Elijah, just so that you could understand the backdrop uh, Elijah, because the nation of Israel had sinned, God told Elijah there's going to be three and a half years of famine. 
but uh, and there would be no rain until he spoke the word of the Lord. And so there was a, a major famine. And so Elijah had first started out at a brook, and it brook dried up. And uh, but then God said, "But go to Zarephath, for I've commanded a widow." I, I mean, you know, God already has has made a way for you. That's the thing I like about the Lord. Listen to me. Uh, she didn't realize it, but listen to what He said. I've already commanded a widow in that place to supply your food. And uh, and so I want to go on and read, and it says, "So he went to Zarephath." And when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And as she was, to, and as she was going to get it, he called and bring me, a pe bring me please a piece of bread. She said, as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread to jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Elijah said to her, and here's, here's going to be our text, these few verses right here. He said, don't be afraid. Look at somebody and say, don't be afraid. You know, when God is about to do something supernatural, one of the things that will often come in our lives is fear. Anybody ever been uh, afraid? Anybody ever been afraid to step out? Anybody, you know, some people, the, the, you're in situations that God wanting to move, but God, you waiting on God, but God is waiting on you. And sometimes we got to overcome and we got to step out in spite of our, our fear. And the first thing he said, he says, don't be afraid. Come on, say, look at somebody and say, don't be afraid. Secondly, he said, go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small cake of bread for me, from what, from what you have, and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, the jar of flour will not be used up. And the jug of all will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. So she went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah, for the woman, and her family. I like God. He, 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 he's concerned about everything that concerns you. For the jar, uh, for the jar of flour was not used up. And the jug of all did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. I want to speak to you this morning from these verses of Scripture, and I want to talk to you about how to receive God's supernatural supply for your life. Because I believe that all of us at some point in our lives are going to face a time of crisis where, where, where sometimes anybody ever been in a place where you had more month than money? Anybody had a place where the bills outweigh, outweigh what you had to pay for? You know, I want you to know the reality, we live in a real world, but I want you to know that, listen, God is not looking, you know, sometimes we look at what we don't have, but God looks at what you do have, and God can take what you have and multiply it and meet the need. Can I have an amen? And so I want to I wanna talk to you, and this has many applications because I want to just speak to you. We, we're in a financial Freedom Series, and one of the things I've learned, if you're going to ever be free in the area of finances, you can't live in fear and walk in faith at the same time. Can I have an amen? And so the first thing we learn here, listen, the, the, if, if you're going to receive God's supernatural supply, he says to her, don't be afraid. Let me say, we must choose faith rather than fear when we face with the need. Can I have an amen? Listen, fear and worry are the opposite of faith. And listen to it. You can't live by faith and live by fear at the same time. Somebody say amen. You know, it's amazing how uh, when, when crisis come in our lives, it is so easy to get in fear. Do you know that there's over 365 times in the Bible it says do not fear or do not be afraid. I believe that's one for every day. In other words, God doesn't expect us to live in fear. How you know, how, you know he expects us to live in faith. Can I have an amen? But there's a natural tendency in all of us when we're faced with an overwhelming situation, an overwhelming need, overwhelming circumstances. How I know we, we, we face fear. 
And he said, do not be afraid. I want you to know I've learned in my life, I've learned that if you're going to ever experience the miraculous, if you're going to ever experience God's supernatural supply, you're going to have to learn how to, to say no to your fear and yes to your faith. Can I have an amen? The Bible says in 1st, 2nd Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Come on, say that with me. Say, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. Come on, look at somebody and say, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Let me just tell you, faith begins often where reasoning ends. You know, let me, let me, you know if you and I are going to experience what God has for you, you're going to have to learn how to step out in faith, especially in the area of finances. I remember when Andrew and I were first married, and, um, you know, it's easy to, to give to God when you have it. Somebody say amen. Todd me. And, um, you know, and so shortly after we were married, bro, we were facing a major need. I came, we came to a place where we had way more month than money, and the, and the bills were piling up. And I had a decision to make, and this is what I want you to understand, because if you're going to ever experience God's supernatural supply, you're going to have to learn to some place. You're going to have to learn how to walk by faith and not by fear. And I want you to know that God is our witness. I was faced with a test. Say a test. Or am I going to trust God and do what his word says? Because he's commanded us to give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Or I'm going to say, God, you know, God, I, I know that's what your word says. But, Lord, I, I, I don't have it. I, I, I got bills coming up and I don't, I'm not able to. And I had, a, I had a real crisis of faith whether I'm going to trust God. And I wrestled and I couldn't sleep all night. Determined, God, listen, you know what bills, how many know you can stay up, wor worry will keep you up. Anybody been stayed up because of worry? <laughs> Wor worry will rob you of your sleep. And I had a choice. Was I going to believe God or was I going to stand on his word? And I tell you, uh, or was I going to give in to the fear? And at the ninth hour, I went to church and I said, Lord, listen, if, if, if ever I'm going to learn to trust you, I need to trust you now. And I know that on, on the, that week, I had $200 worth of expenses and bills coming up. And I only had so much money. But I determined, I say, God, I need to, if I'm going to ever learn to trust you, I'm going to learn to trust you now. And God is our witness. We wrote out a check. This is why I'm amazed at God's supernatural supply. Unbeknownst to us, there was a gentleman in Los Angeles, California, by the name of Jackie Slater, who had already wrote a check for $200 and put it in the mail. But I didn't know that. Say, but God. But when we went to church, we said, God, we're going to trust you. My wife didn't know. I was trembling. I was fearful because, you know, as the head of home, the buck stopped with you many times. And I was like, God, listen, <laughs> if the lights get cut off, <laughs> if they, you know, <laughs> But, God, you're going to have to do it. You know, you, you could, it, talk is cheap, but how many you know, walk is something else? And I made a conscious decision, God, I'm going to trust you. I went to work as usual, saying, God, I, I don't know how you're going to do it, but, Lord, I believe you. And I came home and then opened the mailbox. And there was a letter in the mail from Los Angeles, California. Can you believe God is real? I, I, can you believe that? God knows your address. Listen to me. I met this guy one time in my life. He had heard that Angela and I had gotten married. This was several months after the wedding. But it just so happened when we needed it the most, God had moved on his heart to write a check exactly for what we needed to cover the bill. And I, when I opened the envelope, I want you to know we had a shouting party. I began to learn from there on, God, you can be trusted. How many discovered that God can be trusted? If you've learned that God can be trusted, come on, give him a shout right now. Come on. 
Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. I said I said this way. You know, if you live by fear, you'll always see the obstacles. But if you live by faith, you'll always see the way. If you live by faith, fear, you'll always see the darkest night. But if you live by faith, you'll always see the day. If you live by fear, come on, you'll always see what you can't do. But if you live by faith, you'll always see what's possible. Anybody here living by faith, come on, give God some. Listen to me. I've learned, if you're going to learn to tap into the supernatural supply, you're going to learn, have to learn to live by faith. See, I believe that in my own, I, I believe that that woman had a word from the Lord. I believe when it says that in the word of the Lord, in the word of the Lord commanded the widow, I believe that somehow, whether it was through a dream or something, God gave the, the widow woman some, some degree of faith that, listen, I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but I believe that, listen, if he said it, I'll do it, and that settles it. Anybody ever been there when God gives you a word, it doesn't, know, it doesn't matter what it looked like, but you just settle, you got to set, st stand flat foot and say, God, I believe it. I don't care what the circumstances say around it. I don't care if the circumstances are screaming around that it ain't going to happen. I just choose to stand on the word of God. If God gives you a word, how many know he'll bring it to pass? Can I have an amen? We see an example in Mark chapter 5, verse 36. Many of you know that there was a gentleman by the name of Jairus. His daughter was sick at the point of death. And he came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you'll come and lay hands on my daughter, she'll be healed. And on his way to the home, the daughter died. And some servants of Jairus came and said, listen, don't trouble Jesus. Your daughter died. But Jesus looked at him. I'm reading Mark 5, verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid. He said, do not be afraid. Only believe. Let me just tell you why that's so important. Sometimes you'll face situations, you know, in your marriage, sometimes in, in your relationship, sometimes on your job, that you can face a situation that look like God is impossible, look like it's already too late. But how many you know if God has given you a word, how many you know he is bound to bring it to pass? That's why the Bible says we need to get hold of the word of God. The Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Instead of listening to the news media all day, you need to tune into the word of God. Instead of getting into the Facebook. You need to put your face in the book. Come on. And if you'll get a word from the Lord, because all you need is one word. And throughout, throughout, I've learned that when God speaks it, he'll do it. Listen what Jesus, Jesus said of this woman in Luke 6, in Luke chapter 4, verse 26. Listen what Jesus said. I assure you there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time. When the sky was shut and three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land, yet Elijah was not sent to any of them but a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. Let me just say, there may be many people who look at their situation and say it's impossible, but God found a Gentile woman. That's why I said God will find faith in the most unlikely places. That's why, listen, God couldn't find any faith among his own people, but he found a Gentile woman who dared to believe. God, if you, if, if you, if you said it, I believe it, and, he, and, and, and God worked a miracle. And when everybody else was starving from the famine, how many know she had bread in the house? Come on, give God some prayer. Listen to me. God's provision does not depend on your, the economy. God's provision doesn't depend on what you have in the bank. If you will learn how to trust God and not live by fear, but live by faith, how many know God will, will work things, work a miracle in your life? And the first thing or the first word that Elijah gave her is do not fear. Now, let me just bring that to some people, they're afraid to get married. Some people, or I, I just, uh, somebody, don't, don't speak too loud. Some people are afraid to travel. Some people are afraid of attempting things. Fear will always keep you from doing what God has called you to do. And if you are going to ever experience the supernatural, it's going to require faith and not fear. I remember clearly in my own life, listen to me. When, when, when in 1994, the Lord just gave me an overwhelming vision. You know, it's amazing. God show you things before it happened. Before this was ever even a building, I saw it by the, I saw it through the eye of faith. 
In May 10th, 1994, 2 a.m. in the morning, I was awakened by the Lord, and God said, Neil, I want you to plant a church in Laplace, Louisiana, and I want you to reach people that are not being reached. And I saw through the eye of faith, I saw this shopping center. I mean, you know, it was a Kmart and a Dell Champ. Was it was owned by a company out of California. But in the through the eye of faith, I saw it. I saw it. I saw this building. I saw people seated here. And I want you to know that. Listen to me. It was exciting because you know it, it's a, it's 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 exciting when God speaks to you and God. Uh, you know, you you know that you had an encounter with God. I didn't. It wasn't because I ate pizza that night. I want you to know it was the Holy Ghost who was speaking to me. But I want you to know, come 7.30 that morning, fear hit me. And I began to say, Lord, is that really you? Because <laughs> God was telling me something. So that, I mean, it was so big beyond me. He was saying, Neil, I want you to take a step of faith. Trust me. God was saying, listen, I was working at Shell Oil Company. And the Lord, I had four little children. And God said, Neil, if you trust me and obey me, I'll take care of it. I'll supply all your needs. It sounds good when the Lord says it in, in, the, in a vision or dream. But how many know when you, when you wake up the next day, fear hits you? And I wrestled with it. And I mean, I'm just telling, I, I was just, Lord, is that really you? You're going to have to confirm. Anybody ever been there? God, you got to give me, you got to give me a sign of wonder. You, Lord, let it rain. Let, let, it, let If it's raining, Lord, let it stop raining. You, you. Anybody ever get nervous when it's come time to stand on the Lord, to hear from the Lord? But hear me carefully. This is why faith, faith obtains the promises of God. Faith receives the blessings of God. If I had lived in fear, I'd still be in shell, and this would never have come transpire. How many people miss out what God wants for them because they live in fear? How many people stay single because they're afraid to get married? <laughs> how, I'm speaking to somebody. How, how, how many people afraid to step out? How many businesses never get started because they're afraid to start? How many people, listen, fear will keep you crippled. Fear will tie you up. Fear will never allow you to experience what God has. But how many of you got to get out of the boat? Listen to me. It's better to be a wet water walker than dry in a boat. Can I have an amen? And God is our witness. I tell you, now that it's been 24 years, we stepped out of the boat. I turned in my resignation at Shell. I told him I gave him a deadline that, listen, that God had, had given me an opportunity to start a church. And I'm going to be leaving the company. You know, this is why the enemy worked. You know, he offered me more money to stay. He said, Neil, you're a good employee. You know, we, I said, no, I, I thank you. But, but I've heard from the Lord, and, I, and, I, and, you know, I must obey. And I look at all the miracles that God has done. What would have happened had I stayed in the boat? What would have happened if I had never stepped out in faith? And I want to speak to some of you here. God has spoken to you something. God has given you an idea. God has given you a, a dream. God has given you a vision. But fear has held you bound. Some of you, you know, it's amazing how sometimes people can sit on something and say, you know, God spoke to me, but, I, but I've been too afraid to act on it. I want you to know today God is telling you, listen, don't be afraid. Look at somebody and say, don't be afraid. But just believe. And if you and I are going to experience what God has for you, you got to say no to your fear. Secondly, he said to go home and do as you have said. I like the word do. Say do as you have said. We must commit to being doers or doing and acting, doing or acting on the word and not just hearing the word. You know, here in America, there's no shortage of Bible preaching. There's no shortage of people hearing the word. I, I, I found that we, we have a glut of people hearing the word. The problem is with the doing of the word. See, listen to you, God, God is not looking for people just to simply hear what he says, but to do what he says. The Bible said if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. I say it this way, doubt and do without, believe and receive. You got to act on the word of God. Doubt, don't doubt in the dark what God has shown you in the light. The reason why God blessed this widow, it wasn't just because uh, 
Elijah appeared to her, but when he said, go and do, she went and began to use what she had. How many of you know all she had was a little oil and all she had was a little flour? How many of you know that's all God needs? Can I have an amen? See, it's not what you, you know, sometimes we look at what we don't have, but God always starts with what we do have. Can I have any? Faith starts with where, where you are. Sometimes people say, oh, if I win the lottery, I'll give to the church. Oh, if I if my, when my ship come in, I'll give to the church. No, no, no. If you won't trust God with the nickel, you won't trust God with the $10. If you won't trust God with the $10, you won't trust him with the Faith is now. Can I have an amen? And faith starts right where you are. Faith is being faithful to use what you have. So many people say, oh, Pastor, Lee, when, it, when I eventually get here, I'm going to do that for the Lord. And, I, you know, I just shake my head. I don't tell them. But the reality, if they're not doing it for God with a little, they won't do it with a lot. Can I have an amen? The Bible says it that way in the book of Luke chapter 16, verses 10. Listen to what it says. Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. How many God can trust you? How many want God to trust you? Raise your hand. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you, listen, if you will learn, if God can find a man who can trust, I say this, if God can get it through you, he'll get it to you. So, so listen, so if, you've been tr- if, so if you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches? Say money is a test. And God often looks to see how we handle what we have. One of my mentors or people I really respect in the, in the faith is Rick Warren. Anybody ever heard of Rick Warren? Rick Warren, he's, he's the guy who wrote the, the number one best-selling book ever in the history of time other than the Bible. Anybody know that? He wrote the book, The Purpose Driven Life. It has sold millions and millions of copies. It has made him buku buku rich. And Rick Warren was interviewed, and he was asked the question, Rick, why do you believe that God gave you the idea for the purpose-driven, for the purpose-driven life? I'm sorry, the purpose-driven life. And he said, because God knew what I would do with the money. He said, because for the last 35 years, I've been faithful with the little. See, God looks to see what we will do with the least. Before you trust us with more. And that's why he said, if you have not been trustworthy in unrighteous money, who will give you the true riches? I have learned that, listen, God is looking for people who he can trust. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth in it, 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 to find someone whose heart is completely his. I want you to know when God can find a person who he can trust, when God can find somebody who he can get it through, how many know he'll get it to you? Can I have an Amen. I've seen this operate over and over and over again in our lives and in our ministry. You know what? God is looking for trustworthy people who he can release resources. How many of you can stand more of the blessings of God? How many of you like more? Just hold your hand up real high. How many of you like God to trust you with more? Well, let me just tell you, here's the secret. is learning to be faithful, to be a doer with what you got. See, if you ain't giving God with what you have now, it ain't going to happen. You know, nothing magical is going to happen if God give you more. Because if you're not faithful with a little, nothing magical is going to happen when you get a lot. But if you learn to be faithful with a little, God will trust you with more. God is our witness. Here, here Let me tell you all, it's part of the miracle of what happened to the miracle provision here at New Wine. When Katrina came, Many of you know there was 800 people we housed here for about three months, and we fed them. And people, everywhere we went in the community, people was giving us money. Say money. And they were, they were opening their wallets, and they were writing checks and whatever. And I want you to know that when you're taking care of people, how many of you know you, you realize, God, we got needs. We got light bills. We got, we, they was tearing up the carpet. They were, I mean, you know, it was a mess. A- anybody remember that? Slim, you here? Slim was one of our security guards. Come on. Sometimes he slept on the job, but that's all right. <laughs> but the reality is, listen to me, over $150,000 came in from all over our from our community and all over that people gave us so that we can help the people from Katrina. And we had our own needs. 
But, you know, it was given for the purpose of helping the people who had lost everything. And I want you to know, as tempted as I was, I would go in Walmart and there would be somebody who would open a wallet and give me a $50 bill. See, Neil, listen, I know you're sheltering people. Here's $50 to help those people. And I would say, man, I, got, I need groceries myself. <laughs> Anybody ever been there? God, God I, need, I, got, I got needs myself. But hear what I say. You know what? Because the Lord had entrusted it to us, I said, God, it's not ours to use on ourselves. It was given to help the people in New Orleans. And after three months of sheltering them, we served over 15,000 meals. We gave food. We gave uh, disaster relief to 7,000 people through that $150,000 that was given to us. And we took care of the need. We helped the people with transportation to get to wherever states they was wanting to get. And when it was all over, this was probably about three months after Katrina, as we went in, you remember Katrina happened in August. We sheltered people all the way to the beginning of December. And, uh, and so come the beginning of the year, I was just in my time of prayer and fasting. And the Lord just spoke to me just a simple word. Neil, y'all been faithful with a little, and I'm about to tr- I'm going to trust you with more. And he just really simp- said simply, write a letter to the owner and t- tell him you want to buy the building. Now, y'all got to remember, for 10 years, he told us he would never sell it to us. But, you know, how many of us just better to obey the Lord? And I wrote us a letter saying, listen, sir, you know, we, 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 and, and, and those can testify, they raised the rent, they tripled the rent on us because of the, the, the value of property that had gone up. So they tripled the rent. So we was really under the gun. And I said, but God said, write a letter to them. And I wrote a letter. And after 10 years denying us and telling us they won't sell it, God moved on their heart. God caused them to say, we'll agree to sell it to you. We had 12 weeks to come up with $350,000. And I want you to know some of the very people that we had sold and helped in. You want to know how God multiplied it? All of a sudden, they heard that we were trying to buy the building. And I want you to know we began to get envelopes in, in the mail and from all over. When we showed up at the day of closing, we walked in the bank with $850,000 cash. Come on, give God. Listen to me. God paid the bill. But listen to me. What people, you know, people hear that part, but they don't hear. See, the key was when you're faithful with the little, when you're faithful to trust God, when you're faithful to tithe, when you're faithful to sow seed, when you're faithful to give to the need, God sees when nobody else sees. And God says, when you're faithful with the little, I'll trust you with more. Come on, give God a shout. Listen to me. I'm telling you, if you have been faithful, listen, if you have been faithful, you better understand that there's coming a season. There is a due season. It might not happen when you want it, but there is a due season when you've learned to be faithful. God said the faithful man shall abound in blessing. It may not come when you want it, but how you know it'll come right on time and right when you need it. God will do it. And lastly, as I close, here's probably the most important. Not only, not only did he says, do not be afraid, but listen, this is the part. This is the part that sometimes we struggle with. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said, but make me a little bread, bread, bread for me first. Say first. Say first. Say first. In other words, God wants to be first. When it comes to releasing the supernatural supply, we must give to God first before our family, before our children, before our bills. See, a lot of times, you know, it's easy to give God your leftovers. It's easy to pay all the bills and didn't want to give. But how many know God wants your first? The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your bonds will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will overflow with new wine. How many of you need, need some overflow? Listen to me. The key is here. God will test us to see, is he really first? I wrote this down. I'm just telling you, this is for many of you in this room. I found that the number one reason why many of God's people do not experience God's best 
in the area of their money. I'm talking to a whole lot of people. It's because they do not put God first in the area of their money. God want to be first. God wants to, listen what it says in Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I'll not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so, I like it, so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. How many of you got so much that you don't have room for it? You got five of you. How many of you want so much that you don't have no room for it? The rest, the rest of you that didn't raise your hand, they'll raise it. Right, come on. If you want more enough, that you, there's no, you see, God, the, the, God fills a cup for us, but he overflows our cup for everybody, for others. How many of you want more than enough so that you have for others? Hold your hand. Listen to me. God wants to give the overflow, but this is how it works. It works by giving him the first. I've witnessed untold number of people that when you honor God with the first, God will break poverty. God will break lack. I've seen single parents get blessed with homes paid for. Come on. Oh, yeah. I, 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 one, of, one of our sisters called and, and shared, guess what, Pastor? God blessed me. You know, listen, God don't care what's your status, what's your economy. She's a single parent. She said, but Pastor, I'm calling you to rejoice. I wanted to wait till it happened. I'm closing on my house this week. Come on, let's give God some praise for that. But you see, because when you're faithful to put God first, I've learned it. I've seen it. See, some of you, 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 you know, when it comes to being generous, God looks for the generous soul. Hear me, I'm closing. Sometimes people wonder why there's not the overflow. I, I, I've learned this. Listen to what it says. Remember whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. That, the, the word, God says, if you, if you just give God the bare minimum, God says, don't be surprised when you reap just the bare minimum. But whoever sows generously will also reap generously. I've learned that God is not after your money. God wants to bless you. He's not trying to get something from you. He's trying to get something to you. But he wants to know, is he first? And when we make a conscious decision to put him first, not after we paid everything else, not at the end of the month, but we put him at the beginning of the month. Can I have an amen? See, he said, bring the whole tithe. You know, it's amazing. You know, that, that's, listen to me. I'm just telling you, here's the key for some of you. You're experiencing lack. I, I wrote this down. Listen, I want to ask you, are you currently reaping generously or are you reaping sparingly? Just a question. Are you satisfied with the crop you're getting? Or you want more? Here's the key. I've seen it and I've watched it in untold numbers of people's lives. When you learn to put God first, God is true to his word. It's the only place in the Bible where God says, test me. Where God says, test me. I know that's not the only principle, but I'm telling you, if you're going to ever experience financial freedom, you're going to have to learn to put God first. See, when God knows that m money don't have you, but it, it, you have it, money will either be your Lord or it will be your servant. It can't be, you know, there's no neutral ground. Either it will rule over you or you will rule over it. When you come to the place when you realize that, God, I'm not going to be slave or bound to money. money. Money is a servant, but it makes a poor master. And you have to determine the only way you break the power of money to control you is by learning to give it to God and put God first. Because wherever you put God first, he blesses it. Whatever you put first, he blesses it. And I want you to know, the reason, you know why I have confidence that not only we're going to pay off the property, but I, I just believe, I, as I was praying this morning, I said, God, you want to bring an overflow in the lives of your people. I don't know what's coming in our nation. I don't know what's coming in our economy. Somebody was just, I was in the barber shop yesterday. This guy was saying, man, Pastor, you, you, you're concerned that, that, that something ominous is happening. You see the division. Doesn't the Bible say a house divided can't stand? Doesn't the Bible say a nation divided? Say, Pastor, are you concerned that, that something major? I say, yes, sir, I'm, I'm, I feel just like you. But you see, we don't have to fear. 
Because I believe that even in times of famine, God will take care of you when you learn the eye of the Lord. Come on, somebody say, listen to me. When he's first. And so I want to close. And I want to pray for you because I believe that God wants to bring supernatural supply. God wants to break lack. God wants to, the, the first word is that some of you, you've been afraid. Sometimes you've been afraid to trust God. Fear comes to everyone, one of my brothers said, but it's what you do with it. Isn't that right, Joe? Every one of us is going to face fear. But it's what you do with it. And I want you to know that God has not given you a spirit of fear. You can stay up all night and worry about what's going to happen, but I want you to know, or you can get into faith and sleep good at night. And God wants you to come to a place of trusting Him. If God has given you a word, Raymond, if God has given you a word, then you got to act on it. Don't let fear cripple you and keep you from what God has for you. There's some of you here today, and you've allowed fear to rob you of God's greatest and best blessing. I want you to know, God's best is waiting on the other side of your fear. If you turn, if you make a decision, I'm not going to live by fear. I'm going to live by faith. If that's for you today, and you've been struggling with fear, God's been dealing with you about something, it might not have nothing to do with money, but it might be a decision you need to make. It might be some area in your life, and you've, and you've allowed fear to keep you bound. But today, you say, I'm making the decision. I'm a, I've heard the word. I'm not going to be afraid. If that's you, just stand on your feet right where you are. If that's for you, just stand on your feet. If you allow fear, amen, all over this place, yeah, stand on your feet. I'm not going to allow fear. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the faith. Don't let fear rob you. Don't let fear hold you. Secondly, there's others, hear me. There's others here. God looks for what whether we are doing what He told us to do. Don't ask God to give you something, give you a new word when you hadn't done the last thing He told you to do. One sure way is to deceive yourself. One sure way is to, to, to stop hearing from God is, is when we stop doing what the last thing he told us to do. And some of you, God has already spoken to you. God is, and, and you know, you may have wavered, and God is saying, listen, do it. Just, just, just do what I've commanded. If he's already spoken, just act on it. I'm just saying, sometimes you need to make it impossible to go back. You need to just act on the word. If God gave you a word, just do it. You know, when, the first thing I did when God spoke to me about starting the church, so I made it impossible to go back. I turned in my letters of resignation, so I burnt the bridge behind me. I, I, I stepped out on the water. I made it impossible to go back. When God, when you're sure that God has given you a word, you got to take a step of faith. And some of you, God has spoken something to you. God is revealed an area that he said, I want you to act on it. I want you to step out on it. And I want you to know, for you, God is just saying, just do it. Look at somebody and say, just do it. How many of you know Nike stole it from, that, 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 you know, Nike slogan is just do it, but they stole that from the Bible. God says, just do it. Come on. And thirdly, hear me. Lastly, if you're going to release the supernatural overflow of God in your life, you got to put him first. If you're here today and you know you struggle with that, you, you pay everything else and then if there's leftover, then you take time to put it, give God. No, I want you to know, God, anybody can give when they got it all. God wants you to trust him. No, you don't have it, Lord. You're going to be first. And when we put God first, then God, when we put him to the test, I say it this way, when we give God our first and our best, He'll bless the rest. If that's you, you say, today, Pastor, I'm making a decision to put him first. Then I want you to just stand on your feet right where you are. Any area of your life, say, I'm putting him first. I'm putting him first. I'm putting him first. Just stand on your feet. 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 Say, I'm putting him first. I'm making a decision. I'm putting him first. Let me just tell you, the greatest thing you'll ever do in your life is to put make God first in your life. Make him first. All over this place. Thank you. Thank you. Let's close. Father. We thank you all over this place. God, you are the God of the supernatural. Just between you and the Lord, I want you to talk to those of you that have wrestled with fear. Fear, fear comes to us. It's reality. It's not, it's not that we're not going to be 
attempted to fear is what we do with it. God says, you know what? We, we have to choose faith over fear. We have to choose when fear comes. We have to choose to believe the promise of God rather than our circumstance, rather than what the, what the world said. That's why too much of the negative media and world, it can put you in so much fear that you're afraid to go out of your house. But you got to get a hold of God. The safest place in all the world is in the will of God. And if God said or gave your word, then you can act on it and you can take it to the bank. And so I want to pray for those who've been wrestling with fear. Just, just, just between you and the Lord. Just hold your hands up right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, all over this room, I pray for those who wrestled with fear. Fear has kept them out of the will of God. Fear has kept them from taking the next step. Come on, God. We all have dealt with fear has caused us to, 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 to draw back, Lord God. Lord, help us to not be uh, people who draw back in fear, but who be strong in faith, fully persuaded that what you promised you're also able to perform. And so in the name of Jesus, God, I rebuke the spirit of fear. Fear has torment. God, I, I, I break the stronghold. Those who've been afraid to step out, God is saying today, make it, make it impossible to go back. Step out of the boat to tell the devil, you'll not keep me uh, living in fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love in a sound mind. Some of you just need to do it. Father, I pray for those who you've already spoken to them. And I pray that today, Lord, you set, they'll sell it in their heart. Whatever you spoke, you're going to do it. Every decision you're making, God, it's a, it requires an act of faith. To become a part of a church, it takes a step of faith. To give your heart to Jesus, it takes a step of faith. Don't just think about it. Make a decision. Just do it. Father, I pray for those today who are making a decision. They're selling it in their heart. They're not just going to be wavered. They're not going to just continue to hear your word. But today, they're going to act on it. And lastly, Lord, I pray for all those today who made a decision to say, God, I'm going to put you first. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you see the heart. I pray that today, as we put you first in every area, Lord, that you'll bless that area of our lives. God, that you're going to be first in our families. God, you're going to be first in our finances. God, you're going to be first in every area. You're going to be first on our job. Lord, we put you first. You, you're our employer. We might go to job, but God, you're the boss. God, you own all the gold and all the silver and the cattle on the thousand. God, and so we put you first in our finances. God, you bless us with family, but God, you got to be Lord of our family. So you got to be first. Not my wife, not my children. God, you got to be first. God, so we put you first in every area. And Lord, we choose to make you the Lord. When we honor you first, God, we trust that you will bless the rest. Now, God, just slip your hands up all over this place. I want to pray for overflow. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, that, that you're going to cause, just like you did in the widow at Zarephath, you're going to cause, Father, a supernatural supply. As they choose to live by faith and not give in to fear, as they choose to act on your word, as they choose, Lord, to put you first, God, I thank you that there's coming windows, doors of blessing, Father, overflow, that they won't have room enough. Come on, God. I pray for testimonies, that people are going to have testimonies of miraculous breakthrough, testimonies, Lord, of you doing the impossible. And so, Father, we pray this now in Jesus' name. And all God's people who agree, say, come on, give God some praise. Come on.